to get back on track versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Friday night. The game is at 7 p.m. October 6th. Nebraska comes into Champaign, sitting 2-3, 0-2 in conference, and Illinois is also sitting 2-3 and 0-2 in conference. Well, Illinois, <coughs> excuse me, Illinois find a way to get back on track versus, <coughs> excuse me, versus Nebraska, or is Nebraska going to get back on track in Champaign? Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow Ray on Apple and iTunes as well. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Um, I apologize for the coughing hack. <clears throat> Raw and uncut. Uh, but we move on. Can we talk about why college football games are on Friday nights in the fall? Um, I know that maybe for a recruit. I-, I don't even know if it's a recruiting tool. Because I don't even know. Uh, us football coaches would love to sit there and watch the games, but you play on a Friday night. We coach on a Friday night. Can we explain why we're putting games on a Friday night? I understand Monday through Thursday because most likely you're not going to have a football game, maybe a JV game, but Friday nights are for varsity football at the high school level. Why are we putting games on a Friday night? I know I think Coach Beal made a cop- <coughs> comment about how he loves it, but – Man, I don't really know why we're putting games on a Friday night because a lot of us cannot even watch them. So can we just get games off of Friday nights, college football games away from Friday night? Because I would love to watch Illinois play Nebraska, especially when it's your team. So can we just can we just get that taken care of? I, I don't know why we play on a Friday night. Play on a Saturday. Even have it play on a Thursday. I don't even know. But anyway, um, Illinois looks to get back on track. Against Nebraska, um, we're going to discuss what Coach Bielma comments were after they lost their last game versus Purdue, um, and the kind of the comments that have been said throughout the week and what do we expect coming into the game. Coach Bielma, you know, made, had some comments about pass protection and protection for his quarterback Luke Altmaier, saying it's hard for Luke Altmaier to get into a rhythm when he's getting pressured left and right. And my comments to that were. Yes, the offensive line, I think, is struggling pass protection-wise. Now, I don't have the all-2022 film or anything like that like Coach Bielema does. He's front and center. I'm watching on on TV, obviously. Um, I'm not saying they're perfect in pass protection. Just from my eyes watching the game, I do think there's times that Luke Altmaier just has to adjust his pocket, You know, just kind of move one side or the other to a little bit um, for the pocket. Now, is the pocket breaking down? Yes. And with Coach Walters with Purdue calling the defense last time, the most weakest spot of their offense, I think, would be the pass protection offensive line. And when I say the weakest part, I just mean the part they're struggling at. There are times they look good running the ball and getting outside, but certain pass protection, stunning up front, slanting hard, bull rushes, uh, is affecting them. And so that was the pressure point that he decided to attack in the second half, and that's how they were able to pull away from the game from that defensive perspective versus Illinois' offense. So Coach Bielma said he's going to have to readjust how 
how they're asking their guys to pass protect. Do they have to simplify it and everything else? Um, they also have a couple injuries up front, and I think they're just going to have to move guys around up front, and maybe they are going to have to look at how they're pass protecting and say, okay, we have to adjust this. Do we keep a tight end? Do we keep an H-back or a fullback type in the backfield to block, send our running back out for a pass or vice versa? Do we keep six in the box? Uh, do you put another lineman in there, and now you have real six linemen pass protecting? Just, just those things that they're going to have to sit there and look at and really adjust. Um, the big comment that everybody's talking about with Coach Bielma is that they're asking what is their identity is on offense, and he said we don't really have an identity. He's going to have some tough conversations with the entire offensive staff and the offensive coordinator, Lonnie Jr., and he said as a head coach, he's going to have to kind of force their his what he thinks their identity should be uh, on their offense, and he said he loves their quarterback, he loves their wide receivers, and he loves their tight end group. So he said that he's going to have to go in there He's going to have to pull the head coaching card and go in there and say, this is what we're going to do. And the initial thoughts of that were, wow, he really is going to pull the head coaching card, kind of walk in there, and you wonder if this is going to be kind of like it was before Lonnie Jr. came along and Coach Bielma said, this is what we're going to do, and say, okay, we're going to be this type of identity and you have to do it now. And those are either hit or misses when you have those conversations, it's the offensive staff and everything says, okay, you got it. You're the boss. We're going to do this. Or offense coordinator says, well, I don't like doing that stuff. And then it becomes a tough conversation. You know, when he says tough conversation, it's not a tough problem to solve. It's a, hey, this is what you're going to do because I'm the head coach and that person could push back because they don't agree with it. So that's what he meant. But as the week has gone on, Coach Bielma said he had a great conversation with the offensive staff, great conversation with Coach Lonnie Jr. And Coach Lonnie Jr. reiterated, and I'm paraphrasing, that he said he understands the offense isn't doing what they need to do. He talked to Coach Bielma about the problems, what he's seeing, and helping out. And that that is a real good working relationship when if the head coach comes in mad, we don't know how that conversation went. He could have came in fire, could have came in guns ablazing, he could have came in calm. If they're on the same page saying, you know what, I agree with you, because sometimes you just have to hear it. Sometimes you know the problem, but then when you hear it being said to you, it, it just reinforces that and assures that. And so if they're working together and he and Coach Bielma saying, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I think we should do, and we have the people for that, I need you to do this because this is what I think. And if Lonnie Jr. knows that in the offensive staff, and they said they had a great week of practice, and that's we're going to see some things to fit their identity of what they want to be, that's a good step forward, especially when you're playing a struggling Nebraska team. They have a couple decent wins this year, but a team that's also two and three with a new head coach, hurt quarter or dealing with their quarterback situation, uh, dealing with their defensive situation. So it's the perfect time to do that. The question is, what kind of identity are we about to see from this Illinois final line I team? Because with Coach Bielma making the comment of, well, I like our receiver group and I like our tight ends group. That becomes, okay, are we going to see the barge, you know, like we did versus Penn State where they have all those linemen, that huge unbalanced set, or are we just going to come out and see a lot more 12 personnel where you're getting two tight ends, two wide receivers, or are we going to start to see some 21 personnel too, two running backs, one tight end, all that stuff. Are we going to start seeing more of those stuff instead of 10 personnel, zero personnel, 11 personnel, um, those type of things? 
I think that's going to be the identity we're going to see, and I think that he's going to sit there and say, okay, we have three running backs in the backfield. We have this freshman uprising running back that's pretty good. If Reggie Love is healthy and you have McCray, we got these three running backs. We have the tight ends that are catching pretty well. They seem to be blocking pretty well too as well. To help our offensive linemen in the blocking world, make one of, get an actual fullback, H-back type to go help block, have those tight ends be on the line of scrimmage and block. I think they're going to go to running the football. I don't think you're going to see the up... I thought the up-tempo was kind of hurting Illinois versus Purdue, but Coach Bielma was asked about it, and he said he actually liked the tempo. So I think you're going to see the tempo stuff. I think you're going to see 12 personnel. You might even see 13 personnel. Who knows? Straight up 20 personnel. Those type of things. I think he's going to want to run the football. I think tight end routes are going to be more chip goes. I think you're going to see those type of things simplified. And usually when that type of stuff happens, to help out the quarterback, to help out everybody, you might see some shifts. You might see tight ends start on one side, maybe both of them, they shift to this side and they run to that side or they run back. Um, I think you might see some screens to help the short passing game up and everything, just to get rid of the ball very quickly. Because we knew coming in, I said one of the parts of this Illinois offense is where the wide receiver is going to look like. We do need that vertical passing attack to start to take shape. And I think that's what Coach Lonnie Jr. is trying to do. We talked about it in the offseason. Talk, he talked about it so far during the regular season. But if, if one of the struggling points of the offensive line, whether it's because they're playing different positions, whether it's maybe it is what they're asking him to do, no clue. They're great coaches. Coach Miller is a fantastic offensive line coach. He's one of the top 50 best offensive line coaches in the entire country. So not here to question anything that's going there because we don't know. We're not at practice. We're not in the meeting room. We're not with the playbook. Not anything. But if Coach Bielma is alluding to that, and that's what we have to go off of, short passing game is going to help them. And what that's going to do is, yes, we want them to take shots downfield. I'm not saying they shouldn't take a shot downfield every so often. But if you start doing screens, you start running the football, and you're getting rid of the ball quick, it allows that offensive line to start pass protecting. It stops the games up front, and then you could get a couple more intermediate to deeper shots down the field because now the offensive line is starting to become confident. And I say this all the time in the 500-some episodes I've done that talking about sports, of football, Illini, Bears, Colorado, Alabama, it don't matter. Confidence is one of the biggest things in sports. I mean, it's one of the biggest things in life. But in sports, you have to start getting confident. I think about with high school, you know, as well. If we get our quarterback to complete some passes and he can see himself completing some passes to ease into the game. And same thing, I coach offensive line, same thing. If we get a couple good runs, we pass protect for some short plays, they get confident in that pass protection. They get confident in that run protection. If they see the even the running back running hard, that builds that type of confidence. So I think Illinois, I think Coach Bielma, being the type of coach he is, took that step back and is looking at that from the offensive perspective and saying, we got to find our identity. I think it's going to be a run game, play action, RPO thing. But you're going to see more tight ends. You're going to see more running backs. You're still going to have your wide receivers. Isaiah Williams is still going to be used. He's leading the Big Ten in yards and receptions, I believe. So it, it's some of that stuff's not going to change. But I think we're going to see against Nebraska a simpler offense and I think a more methodical offense but just not with the deep shots developing. And I think that will help Luke Altmaier out as well because he has thrown a lot of interceptions, but it's 
you know, he's still kind of finding his way too. It will help give him some confidence too if you get rid of the ball quick. One, two, go. One, two, three, go. And he won't have the happy feet, as I call it, where there is sort of a pocket. But the moment you see a different color jersey, you want to run instead of maybe moving one way or the other while the linemen continue to block. Or if your running back's coming to block that guy. Those are the type of things you're going to see, I believe, from this Illinois offense coming in to play Nebraska. Um, Because Nebraska's uh, defense, they give up uh, 238 yards through the air. So I think if you start doing some short games and they break away, some screens, that will help. Now, they they only allow 86 rushing yards. So that's going to be a challenge for Illinois to maybe get some of that run game going. But if you're adding more personnel groups, you get to some unbalanced looks in that up-tempo movement. Um, I think that's going to really put some pressure on Nebraska's defense, especially because I know they're going to try to bring the house because that's, they're going to look at what Purdue did and they're going to try to implement the same thing. Um, so I think you're going to see a more complimentary offense and I think it's going to look a lot better. Um, Coach Bielma took full responsibility for everything, saying, I got to find a way to fix this. And I respect that about him saying, you know, yes, we have to execute. Yes, we're not, you know, we have to play with some passion and everything else. But at the end of the day, he goes, okay, they're not doing that. Yes, it's on them. But then how do I change what we do or change what I do and do that? He goes, I, you know, I'm the coach. We got to coach it out of them. And so I really do whether people think he's right or think he's telling the truth, he's just saying it for the press conference. I believe in everything that he is saying, and I appreciate that that about him. All, Illinois' defense, same thing. He talked about what are we asking our guys to do. He thought he saw some more improvement things versus Purdue. Yes, they gave up forty four points, but he said there was just there are some things that they're seeing that are getting better. Again. I think you're gonna. I have said this a couple of times. I think this was. I think that Purdue game would be the wake up call. I think that would be this. That game I think is going to propel Illinois season to get back on track because I think you're going to see some guys still get moved on defense. You might start to see more of a four down front instead of that three front because we have NFL caliber defensive linemen up there and they are creating pressure and they are, you know, playing well. But how do we get everything else to create pressure? And so don't be surprised if you start to see a lot of four-man down to help create pressure. Still in that 3-4 concept, but more of a down linebacker type. Don't be surprised to start seeing some. There's going to be different things. And one thing that Coach Waltz, people said about Coach Walters at Purdue was that the reason why he plays a lot of man and does different things is because he's not afraid to he's not afraid of the big play. And if they give up a couple big plays, cool. He's like, it's going to happen. I think hearing something like that might help this Illinois defensive staff and players to say, you know what, maybe we need to start doing those type of things. Play with some swagger, play with a lot more emotion, and don't overthink it. So they might have to simplify things a little bit. They may have to take the NFL-style approach and say, okay, we obviously don't want to give up big plays. We obviously want to get off the field on third down. But we're going to have to bend and not break. If they get near the red zone or the midfield, we're going to have to turn it on. And so I think that that's one of the things we're going to have to do and make it simple, disguise it a little bit. And I guarantee all week they emphasize they gave they probably gave them every single third down situation they could think of and try to get them off the field because that was one of the big issues versus Purdue was just the freaking third downs. And they cannot do that with Nebraska. With a struggling team, if they start to convert on these third downs, they're going to get that confidence that I want Illinois to have, and it's going to put them in that bad situation. 
Um, Nebraska's offense, they get 139 passing yards, which is not good. Uh, and then they, but they run the ball pretty well for 209 yards. So if they're looking to run the football and you could blitz and create some pressure and sit there and say, okay, we can, if they're not effective in passing, we can play some man coverage with a robber safety and just have our guys up front say, you guys got to go feast. And we, and ultimately, we could sit here and talk scheme and everything else. And this is where Coach Bielema and them got to figure out how do they get the guys to create pressure. And that falls on the players sometimes. It's not all on the coaches. They have to execute, and sometimes they just have to play. But I think looking at those numbers, um, we give up a lot of passing yards, 239. So we're going to see how that works with Nebraska's struggling passing offense with their quarterback situations. I just think where Nebraska is right now, not saying that they're a horrible coaching staff or anything like that. Just where they're sitting now compared to where Illinois is. I think Illinois, this is the time where they will get back on track and it's going to come together because Illinois' coaching staff is too good, too smart. Coach Bielma has been in these situations different times. And I think that they have, I literally said they have to have a coming to Jesus moment. And I think that probably happened on Sunday when they got back. He said they had a bunch of different meetings. I think that would be the time to come back and just say, who are we? What do we need to do? If we're st- if we're too simple, great. Because then we can just focus on that, play fast, and do the things we need to do. Not have to score 80 points you know, to win a game. Can we just play complimentary football to each other and do those things? So I'm looking for a big-time game from the running backs. I'm looking for a big-time um execution from the offense and I'm going to look for a nasty mindset of the defense because I think they're tired of this I think they all know the expectation and what and we keep comparing things to last year I think they need to stop comparing things to last year and say we understand the expectations not because of last year but because of our coaching staff because of the culture that's being produced here what the fans are producing because they're selling out the tickets and trying to turn this around and I think that's the mindset they're gonna have to have and you know what they can use all of that frustration and anger and say, Nebraska, you're coming into town. You're struggling right now. We're sharks. We're smelling the blood in the water, and we are going to come after you. No matter what happens, I think that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying they're, this is going to be a shootout. I'm not saying there's going to be a lot of points scored. I just am going to believe in what they're doing and not jump off the train yet and say this is the game that they get back on track and we'll see a little bit more simple things out of them. So this is the time that Illinois is going to get back on track and I have a feeling Luke Altmar is going to have a big game with short passing yards, and we're going to have a big-time game from our running backs and watch out for the different types of formations, and those tight ends are going to feast as well and just and be prepared to look at different things for our defense too as well. That will wrap up this episode. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Follow it, rate it on Apple and iTunes or Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, obviously. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out all the affiliates in the description below as well. Check out all the other videos. Follow at Coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve. We will see you guys next time.